Anywho, so tonight, we're going to be going in, uh, not really covering what we've been talking about, uh, but tonight we're actually going into Excel. Uh, next week, actually, well, probably the following week, hopefully our youth app will be back up, a new fresh app with different things on there. That's going to be sweet. As well, the church app should be up uh, the, by the end of this week as well, a fresh new app. Yes, sir. Sorry, the 30th and the Saturday. Sorry. Anywho, it's on Saturday. We're not skipping church to go to Carowinds. So. <laughs> All right. Wade's paying for everybody to stay the night that night. All right. So tonight, let's go and pray real quick before we go into this. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this awesome night, Father. God, even through people being distracting and talking while I'm trying to pray, Lord. God, tonight, God, in all serious, Father, tonight as we come together and just be able to glorify your name already through worship, God, the last couple weeks we've been talking about purity, Father. But God, tonight, I think it's going to be a little bit of putting a cap on top of it, God, of just saying we're going to excel. We're going to excel to the next level, God. We're going to excel, God, and and purity, God, because if we, if we are not pure, God, uh, physically and mentally, God, from sexual to being pure and just in life, Lord, that, God, that, that we have to have that, God, to be pure in that, Lord, our God, to really be able to go to the next level, God, because if we're not careful, God, when we are not pure sexually, Father God, from physically to mentally to however it is, God, that, that we cannot excel, Father, but tonight, God, we're going to be talking about excel, God, and I just pray that you'll be able to direct the very words that are spoken, God, that we can be able to just pour into this and grab a hold of what you have to say tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. It's hot in here. Anybody else hot? Excel. What's Excel mean? Wade, what's Excel mean? To what? I'm not talking about an Excel document. Okay. To do better. That's right. What else? Anybody else? Accelerate. What else? Move forward at a rapid pace. Nick, you got your hand raised? You just picking your ear. He's making candles. If you've seen Shrek, you'd get that. <laughs> to surpass others, to do better, to surpass. So to excel is really almost to go to the next level, to go to a place that is different than others, correct? To go to a place that, that is beyond others, to go to a place that's beyond the norm, that's beyond Cairo or beyond the normal person, you know, not necessarily in this, this room, but, but beyond what we call normal. As you guys, half of you guys, who's in school already? I want to. Dang, three. Ouch. David, you're in school too. Oh, that's right. You're old. Who else? Anybody else? We only got three? I'm sorry. Yeah, he goes back to college here shortly. But to excel, this is the thing, guys. The way that, that the world and people present themselves is that this is just the way things are. Life is just this way. It's just going to happen this way. You know, we'll always have a lying, cheating politicians. We'll always have lying people that's over our government. We'll always have this or, you know, 
sex is all right, or, you know, hanging out with these people is all right, or, you know, everybody at West smokes at some time, or it's okay because that's just the way life is. That's just, just the way it is. That's just the norm, right? You guys hear that? Is that what you guys hear? That, that life is just normal. And what happens is in our day-to-day life, how many of you guys have, have, have went to something that even, you know, when we've had revival here and you're excelling, but then you slowly, slowly begin to get into the normal? And so we get it back into a normal, I mean, you can even do this on a Sunday or a Wednesday night, you know, we're talking about purity, you've been pure for two weeks, you haven't looked at anything you shouldn't have looked at, or you haven't touched anything that you shouldn't be touching, or doing anything, or dressing, or thinking thoughts that you shouldn't be, but now that we're kind of, you know, past that concentration of trying to be pure, all of a sudden now, we're not excelling, but we are descending, right? So we're not going to, going up, we're going down. We're going back to the normal of things of life that, that we think that we can't surpass, that we can't go forward because it's just the way life is. Because my mom and dad say it's okay, so it's got to be okay. How many of you guys have got mom and dads that, that they say things are okay, but you know really by the word of God that they are not okay? Anybody have people, parents? Friends, you got friends, family. How many of you got all your, most of your friends are like that, right? Hopefully they're not in this room. <laughs> Alan. But, but we all get the fact that, that we don't always excel, right? We're not always pushing towards the mark. We're not always pushing forward. We're just living life. We just get to a normal level. And what is normal? Anybody know? Gabby? You're right. So to be normal, what is it? But we strive to be normal. don't we? So really, our definition of normal is like the world. Normal is having sex with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it is. That's normal. I mean, it is. The definition of the world, normal. Looking at pornographies, normal. Uh, doing drugs is normal as long as you're not caught it by the cops, but it's okay because you can, you know, just get, you know, go to jail for a day or two and then get right back out and go to law, you know, go to court and all of this lovely thing. I hear all about it, so don't get caught. I'll find out about it, but at least till December, but, you know, from watching movies, Ted or Hangover, to Spring Breakers, I don't know, I'm just naming stupid movies that you, you've all seen previews to, and you've all probably laughed at previews because some of them are pretty hilarious, and then you get down to a part, and you're like, nah, that's going to be something I can't watch, right? And probably if I asked you to raise your hand if you watch one of those movies, there'd probably be at least 15 or 20 of you that said you watched one of those movies, 
and it wasn't on clear play because I doubt they even make a clear play for any of those three. And I'm sure even if it was edited on TV, it still had a lot of crap. But the world presents itself as normal, but we can't even understand what truly normal is. We just want to be like it. And instead of excelling towards God, we excel towards normal. So we go from a distance, we go from a place, we go to a step, we go through a step step process of we're trying to be pure, we're trying to live life, we're trying to do, do what God has called us to do. And I say purity because we've been talking about it, but, but we're excelling towards this very thing. But then at the very same time, we get maybe off topic, then we're talking about other things in life. We begin from excelling towards trying to be perf- perfect in God, our perfection in God. We start, ex- we start descending, we start getting away from it because we get a little distracted because everybody else around us says it's okay. There's people in this room that says it's okay, but they're not looking at the word of God to say, hey, this is okay. Because if you look at the word of God, all of those things I just explained to you is not okay, right? But we want to say that it is normal because everyone else does it per se. And if you really got down to the true basics, the true statistics of what everybody does, half of what people say they do is not always the truth, right? You ever met someone that said they did all of these things, and then when you got to know them, they don't know anything. They know diddly squat. There's this guy I knew, and every time he'd come around, he's telling you about what kind of car he got or what kind of this, or, you know, my, my great-grandfather, he's got all this money. Or, it's like every time you hung out with him, he was trying to impress me. I'm like, bro, just be yourself. You're funny without trying to tell me all of these lies. Just, just, hang, just hang out. Just, just be you. But every time, like, it's like, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. But the problem was he had low self-esteem and he wanted other people to think a lot of him. So no matter what circle he got in, he wanted to act like he was all involved in that as well. Anybody been there? Anybody met anybody like that? And no matter what, they're like, oh, yeah, I do that and I do that. And then you come to find out they don't know anything. Like, people say the job description. I knew a guy that he's like, yeah, I applied for this job. I got a lot more pay because I, I totaled my new lights. I mean, I know how to put a light bulb in. I know something about lights. And, you know, I know electrician, like electrical because I can put an outlet in, you know. So I know all of these things, you know. But, but when it comes down to it, we're trying to excel towards something to be what? Lights, right? Well, let me tell you. In this room, to be a Christian, it better be that you're going to be liked. It's not going to always be that way, I'm sure, because there's probably people in this room right now that if you're striving to be a Christian, they're going to be laughing at you. You know why they're laughing at you? You know why, Andrew? Because you're doing better than they are. You know, you ever you ever made a friend in... in or you're a friend with someone and you're really striving towards something and they give you the hardest way to go about because you're, you're doing, you know, really good at something, but they just tear you down. And come to find out, you know, years later, or months later, you realize that what it was, they were struggling with the same thing, but you were doing so much better. So they were giving you a hard way to go because you, they wish they had what you had. You got friends like that? Or not necessarily friends, should I say? But... The thing with excelling, Isaiah, or first we'll start in Titus 1 and 1. It says, the letter from, is from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to proclaim the faith of those God has chosen and to teach them 
to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. So this is Paul speaking here. He says he is what? A what? A slave of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ. What would, why would he say he is a slave to God, but he is an apostle of Jesus Christ? You'll probably have to look that up if you can do that. I don't know. Daryl's up there. He can show you how to do it. Anybody know? Why would Paul specify that he is a slave to God, but an apostle of Jesus Christ? Anybody? Anybody can say. Nobody knows? That's Titus 1 and 1. A letter from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. Come on. Anybody know? Why would he say that he is a slave of God but an apostle of Jesus Christ? Anybody know? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody to take a shot at? You guys are scared, aren't you? Huh? So to be a slave of something, I mean, really, am I, am, to me, I would not necessarily want to say that I'm a slave to something unless I truly love something or I was really, truly dedicated to something, wouldn't you? Huh? Do you agree? But, you know, I was looking at the verse and... He says he is a slave to God, but, but he is an apostle of Jesus Christ. How many of you guys remember we talked about apostles? What was apostle? Or an, we actually said an ambassador. But if he is a slave to God, he is someone that is dedicated. He is someone that is right there willing because as a slave, you have to be dedicated. You have to be willing to listen. You're no better than the master. You're no, no more than the master. You're going to listen to the master. That's just the way it's going to go, right? Because if you don't honor and respect the master, what do you think is going to happen? It's not going to work, is it? So he says not only is he, you know, dedicated to God, but he is an apostle of Jesus Christ to be apostle of someone, which is what? What is it? Yeah, an apostle. Messenger, what else? Follower, what else? Teacher, what else? An apostle. So remember, how many of you guys remember ambassador? Remember when we went, anybody remember some of that? To be an ambassador, you go before and begin to present, you know, your representation of who? Whoever you're representing, right? So to be an apostle, you are the one that is representing Jesus Christ. So this is right here. This is Paul, who is a slave of God, who is dedicated to God, but an apostle of Jesus Christ. I have been sent to proclaim the faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth and show them how to live godly lives. So he is really there presenting as an apostle. He is the one that represents God. He is the one that is able to just be able to show who God is just by who he is. We look in Isaiah 12, 1 through 6. It says, In the days you, you will sing, I will praise you. O Lord, you, are, you were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. See God. 
see, God has come to save me. I will trust him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In what wonderful day you will sing. This is a, obviously like a song of of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing, the, sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy, for great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. So Isaiah, I mean, he goes, he goes right out, I will praise the Lord. I will lift him up. He's the one that saved me. I won't be afraid. I will walk in him. Thank the Lord. Praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Tell them. Begin to show. And then in 2 Timothy, he says, and Timothy, or Paul's speaking, but you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. Okay, this is Paul speaking to Timothy and him writing a letter to Timothy. He says, but you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live, and what my purpose in life is. Your faith, or you know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, and Inconum, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live godly life. So right here, he says, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose is in life. What else did he say? He says, what? Go back. So he says, what? You know my faith. My patience, my love, my endurance, you know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. So he goes through, he tells Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose is in life. You know my faith. How many people can look at you and be able to say that very thing? Alex, I know your faith. I know, your rep- I know who you represent. I know your love. I know your purpose in life. I know how much your patience and how much love you have and how much endurance you have by who you are. How many people can actually rock up to you, Roy, and tell you that and tell you what you stand for and what your faith is in? Not because you walk through the hallways singing Hyundai and, you know, falling out on the floor and walking through, but just because you have the genuineness of who God is, that he just, people just know who you are. I mean, obviously, Paul's speaking, and, and he begins to tell him that you know all of these things about me, and then he goes on and begins to tell him, you know, what he's supposed to be doing. But he, he knows that Timothy already knows these things. Dante, how many people do you have that can walk up to you and say, I know your faith. I know who you have faith in. I know who you live for. Rebecca, how much do you stand out that that people can walk up and say, obviously there's something different about you. Who are you? I've been listening to some preaching and things, but there's a great guy, and I don't like to name names, so... Some people know who I'm talking about. 
But he's been going to different places and rest stops, to gas stations, to all of these different places. And he'll walk in and he'll just be getting a drink. And God, he, he said God told him to stop at this, this certain gas station. And he, he went to go get, um, he really didn't know why he was stopping, but he was traveling and he felt like God told him to go there. So he goes in there, you know, he goes up to the cash register and begins to pray, or begins to pay, not begin to pray yet, but he begins to pay and the guy's like, who are you? And he goes on and he just says his name. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, what do you do though? That's what I mean, like, what do you, what do, you do? He's like, I'm a minister of God. He's like, I knew there was something different about you. And obviously this person does not look like your typical Christian. He's got tats, long hair, and all of the whole shebang. You know, not your typical Christian, not someone that's in a full piece suit. How many of you guys ever, I don't mean to clash them, but how many of you guys ever been drive by a church and you see the pastor or whoever's out there mowing and they're in a full suit? Anybody ever seen that? I've seen it. They're in a full suit. I mean, they're out there, you're just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> but anywho, I understand and respect whatever, but I mean, obviously I'm in shorts and a dress shirt tonight. But just because, not necessarily, you know, obviously if he was dressing in modest or doing something like that, that would not be representing Christ. But, but you don't have to wear a certain attire. You don't have to be in a suit to represent God. My hair doesn't have to be slicked to the side or fixed a certain direction to show that I am a minister or that I'm in love with God. I don't have to wear a button-up on Wednesday nights just to declare that I'm the guy that's supposed to be up here speaking. But just by how you excel towards God, just by how you move forward with God, just by how close you move to God is enough to show who you are. So needless to say, this is one experience. The guy ends up praying for him, and the guy ends up getting healed. And they end up, um, next person comes in, and they begin praying. And then all of a sudden, he runs to the back room and says, hey, I need you to pray for my family. And they come in. And by the time, next thing you know, he said he's got like 10, 15 people in there, and they're all out, falling out in the spirit, speaking in tongues in a gas station. Not because he was in a full-blown suit and spoke, you know, in tongues as he walked through the door. I mean, he could have been under his mouth or whatever, but I mean, I guarantee you, if you walk into some gas station speaking in tongues out loud, they're going to be like, what in the world's going on? We need to call the police. I mean, unless God totally tells you to go do that, then do that. But 90% of the time, I'm going to say that God's probably not going to tell you to do that because people are going to look at you like really weird. But because of who he was, because of how he is excelling towards God, just as Peter, his very shadow, wherever he walked, if people would just get in his shadow, he, people would be healed. Was it because of Peter? Was it because he knew what type of suit to wear, the you know, six-figure suit that some preachers like to buy? Or was, it, was it based off of his attire? Was it based off of his look because he went to church on Wednesdays and Sunday that Peter was able to walk through and people were able to he be healed? Was it because of, of him just going to church and going to fun events and, and just reading his Bible every Tuesday or every Wednesday and when you're at church, was that the very thing that actually brings people to Christ? 
hanging out with David on Wednesday nights, is that going to bring you to Christ? Is that what's going to bring others to Christ? Is that excelling? Is it? Is it? So we see, this, this same minister, he also went on and told another story. I've heard a different one that he went to a, um, I think a rest stop or something. Sonny probably knows who I'm talking about at this point. But um, he, he, he tells different times in the last six months of just different places that he can just walk into and people will begin to ask who he is. And he just tells them his name. They're like, well, I mean, what are you? Like, what do you do? It's like a minister of God. Like, you know, and obviously he's like, I guess it's my long hair and tattoos and my t-shirt I'm wearing that you can tell that, right? I'm not telling you to go get tattoos, but I'm just saying. You don't have to necessarily put on a facade to be someone. Because I could be in a full-blown suit up here sweating worse than I already am, and it would benefit you guys no more than what I'm wearing right now. Would it? I mean, would it be better if I got up here in a suit? Would you guys listen to me better? Look pretty fresh? I don't think so. But, but Paul here understands that Timothy already knows who Paul is and what he represents. Not as the, not as the, the, the person that was crucifying and killing and, and chasing down Christians, but he knew that he was the one that had a relationship, that he had the fellowship, that he had the faith, that he knew his love, that he knew his endurance, that he knew the very persecution that even Paul went through, Timothy knew. Do you think it was because Paul just sat around and did nothing during the week and just worked a job and lived a life? Do you think that's how, how Timothy knew his relationship? Come on, do you think? Working a job, getting rims on your truck, is, is that, that what it is? Sorry, Alan, I had to throw that in. Not that rims is a bad thing, but do you think that it's just a life of just living that is excelling? Because you can't just live life and excel. He's like, hey, bro, what's going on? How you doing? You're like, y'all just living life, man. Right? Wade does that all the time. He's got that. He tries to pull it off, and I'm like, bro, bro. Him and Andrew, you know. He, yeah, Andrew pulls it off. Wade tries to pull it off. Wade's cool because he hangs out with Andrew, you know. But Timothy, or Paul knew what Timothy knew about him. So Paul begins to speak. You know, Paul says that, that Timothy, that the people who obey God and live as Christ will be persecuted. That, that in this, you know, we can't be surprised that, that because we, we are misunderstood or that we might be criticized or that we can't just give up because someone, you know, makes fun of us. How many of you guys have ever been made fun of at school because you go to church? Or that because you declare yourself as a Christian. How many of you guys understand that most of the time that's because they misunderstand who you are? They misunderstand what you stand for. They misunderstand what you truly are. 
So whose job is it to help them understand who you are? Because how did they find out that you were a Christian? Because you labeled yourself a Christian? Or because you were those stuck-up Christians like, I can't hang out with you because I am a Christian? Or was it the very life that you were living through love, through patience, through, through passion, through the very power of God that was on you that they just knew that you were a Christian? Because I guarantee you, that if you continue to excel in trueness of God and you have his love and his passion and his favor and his, and his just anointing, that very person that made fun of you would go from the very fact of not doing that but going to the place of truly understanding there's something going on better inside of you. I want that very thing inside of you, not just because you're some cheapskate Christian that like every other person that calls themselves a Christian, because how many of you guys have friends that say they're Christians, but you know they're complete opposite? And it's not your place to go say, well, blah, 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 she did this, or he did that. Girls, girls, I know what it's like. You're like, y'all laugh, but it's, that's totally what you do. I've heard your conversations. And even about girls in this room. Do you think that's love? Do you think you're excelling when you're downgrading someone else just because they're struggling with their life with Christ? Do you get off just because someone else is doing worse than you? We do sometimes. like, well, she did that. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? I seen Roy at church, but then I seen him out here doing that. I've only seen Roy here, so I can't really say that. But we're not excelling. We're just downgrading. We're just taking someone from a level of not only, quite frankly, if they were to look at your, into your life, they would be like, dang, they're struggling too. Right? Do you struggle? Does anybody else struggle with me? I know y'all are perfect. But we all know when we are excelling, when we are in his word, when we are in his prayer, where are we? Where are we? We're excelling, right? We are walking in his favor. We are walking in his perfection. Verse 14, he says, but you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know that you can trust those who taught you. The, nowadays, guys, you guys have to be so careful that, that now with the way life is going, did you guys realize that, one, there's a satanic Bible? Did you realize that there is a um, gay and lesbian friendly Bible, per se? That there is a um, Ebonics Bible, there is all these different types of Bibles that if you're not careful and if you don't truly know the Word of God, if you don't truly have the relationship with God, that you'll begin to get the place that you think that it's okay. Because when people understand that, they think that, that as, you know, when we go back in the Second Corinthians and we see that, that people, you know, you, 
and it's still going on that people declare that homosexuality is totally right. Well, if that's right, then, then fornication's okay, then killing each other's okay, then getting drunk is okay, then living a life of sin is okay, then all of these things are okay because people don't understand the Word of God, people don't read the Word of God, people don't know the Word of God because they begin to go back to the old law, but it is in the old law, but it is in the new law just as well as the old law. We ain't getting into all of that. You guys, what old law, new law, some of you guys know. But the problem is we don't know the Word of God, so we can't even stand up for what we believe in. Or we're just like, oh, yeah, everybody needs to be happy. I don't care. As long as they don't touch me or look at me, I'm good with that. And we begin to conform just because we don't know the Word of God. We see false teachings. We see, you know, I mean, there's some intelligent atheists. There's intelligent people out there that will fight you to, to, to the very end. But if you know the Word of God, and if you're truly excelling in the Word of God, then you're never going to back down from what you believe. You're never going to get into compromise to the place that you're going to say, oh, that's okay, yeah, you're right. You know, we just want to make everybody happy, and everybody has the right to be happy. I do agree. Everybody has the right to be happy. But also, the Word of God also says that, that you know, this is true happiness. Sleeping with your friend's girlfriend is not happiness. Sleeping with your girlfriend is not true happiness. But we get into the Word of God and we begin to understand the true happiness. Verse 15, you have been taught the Holy Scripture from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do good work. How many of you guys read your Bible this week? Raise your hand if you read your Bible this week. Raise your hand high if you read your Bible this week. Keep your hand up if you re read your Bible this month, not in church. How many of you guys read your Bible today? How many of you guys read your Bible every day this week? 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 30 minutes? How many of you guys read your Bible every other day this week? Or three days out of this week, which we're, I know we're only three days in. If you take seven from last Wednesday to this Wednesday. What's this last verse say? Anybody know? 17? What? What is it? What's this word here? God? What? What's this word? Good job. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What did he say? Who? What? What's it? To what? Who? Just preachers, right? Who? Who? 
So he uses, he uses preachers to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Because they're the ones that get in the word of God, not me. So it is based off of me that prepares and equips you to do the good work, right? Are you sure? Are you positive? Huh? Why do we live life like that? I mean, if we, go to, if we haven't read our Bible this week, and I love you all, if we haven't read our Bible this week, then how can we understand that this verse declares that he uses what? Not me. I mean, I'm here to help keep you in line. Pastor's here to keep you in line. Conferences are here to keep you in line. But that's not what it says. He says he uses it, which is what? What is it? His word, right? To prepare and equip his people. Well, if we're not in it, then how are we going to be prepared and equipped to do good work? Because if we're not in it, there's no way we're going to do what's right. There's no way we're going to stay from pornography, boys. There's no way, ladies, that you're not going to want men's attention. There's no way that you won't make it out of the back seat of the car. There's no way you're not going to want things of this world unless you're in it. So he says, all scripture. I mean, why does he even say it like this? All scripture. He doesn't say, you know, partial. He says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach who? Us what is true, and to make us realize what is what. If we're not in it, can we figure out what's wrong? If we're not in it, how can we be corrected? So it says it is what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is what. So if we're not reading daily, how do we know what is right today? If we're not reading, the Bible declares the, Bi the Bible as the sword. If we're not in it daily, how can we fight the temptations of pornography? If we're not in it every day, how can we fight the temptations of drugs? How can we fight the temptation of females? Or males? How can we fight the temptation of this world? How can we fight the very things that you come in contact at your new high schools? Or colleges? If we're not in it, we might as well walk in and say, I'm all game. Because there's no way physically or mentally or because your great-grandma speaks in tongues does not mean that you're not going to stay out of sex or you're not going to desire it or you're not going to desire the things that your friends desire. But if you are in it, God what? Uses it to what? 
to prepare and equip his people to do every good work, which when falls into place, that it goes into the place that if we are in his word, then we are walking in his favor, then we are walking in his love, then the very people that walk around us, Roy, will know us as a Christian, not just because we are labeled a Christian or because we go to highest praise or we go to First Baptist or wherever you go to church, but because of how you live your life, they understand that you are holding the sword and moving forward. Because you stand up for what you believe in, not as a, as, a, as a jerk Christian, as I've seen a lot of people be, well, I can't do that, or I can't do that because I'm a Christian. You don't have to make a statement to make a true statement. You don't have to be a jerk to make a statement. Just by living life, just by being in his word, you will automatically be prepared and equipped to walk through anything that the devil brings against you. By walking in his word, you will walk just like Peter did. You will walk just like Paul did to the very place that the power of God will just begin to take over your own mind, your own soul, that you will not desire anything that this world has. It will not make you desire anything that any person will ever come in contact with you will ever take you down a path that you don't want to go because you are walking in his power. When we are in his word, we can cut any path. We can cut anything through. As he said, he got persecuted, but that's because he was with God and that if you read there, Paul got out of persecution through who? Man, right? Through Jacob, right? Through an army of Israel, right? No, he got through persecution through who? Who? Because he was with what? It. We have to excel. We have to walk in excellence. We have to strive for the very perfection of God. But the only way we will get it is getting in it. You say, well, I don't know what I read. I don't understand what I read. I don't know what it talks about. I don't know what. Well, I guarantee you, the more you read about some, guess what? What happens? You what? Oh, really? Are you sure? So if I read this every day and I say I don't understand diddly squat, what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to what? No, come on, say it. What? You're going to what? So let's say that every day that I'm in the Word of God, come on, every day that I'm in the Word of God, not Nate, say I'm in the Word of God, the more I will understand it. And it will equip and prepare me. And I, through it, the word of God and his power and his strength and Jesus Christ, because my faith is in him, I can do anything. In Jesus' name, you guys are dismissed.